Hello, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number four of Life in the Backyard Wrestling Podcast. I am joined by the one, the only, Nicole Little. Nicole, h- how are you doing today? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Uh, I was definitely looking forward to doing this interview with you when I asked you to be on my podcast and you reluct- reluctantly accepted. I was so happy about that. It's an honor. Uh, I really appreciate you asking me to join. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. Ever ever since the first episode of my podcast, you know, it's been blown up on Twitter, and I've been getting asked to do to interview people. So it's it's great. Definitely. So, uh, what made you want to start wrestling? Like, when when did you start watching it and? tell yourself this is what I want to do for the rest of my life um I started watching wrestling when I was four years old wow um um, I was a huge fan of Matt and Jeff Hardy uh John Cena Uh, (laughs) but my biggest like my favorite superstar of all time is Edge Um, the radar superstar (laughs) definitely um I remember when I was little, um, going to my grandmother's house on my mom's side, and we would watch wrestling, and we would always talk about Edge, um, and, like, it didn't just start there, it started when, um, my brother and I, uh, we, we always would, you know, play around, like, oh, we want to be WWE superstars, and, (laughs) um, I kind of fell off of the whole, I want to be a wrestler for a while, um, I kind of picked back up in 2010 and from there it was just like I knew dead set that I wanted to wrestle. That's awesome. Uh, there's a funny story about Edge that I can tell you. It's it's a great one. Uh, me and my family, we went to Saturday night's main event in Detroit two weeks before Mania uh, in 2006. This was not on television. I wish it was. It, the arena was dead silent, and my dad yelled, "You suck to Edge." Edge looked right up at us. It, it was great. Oh, I, I Edge is another one of my favorite wrestlers. Guerrero, Benoit, those are my top top two guys. Eddie and Benoit. Um, do you? Is there a specific match? that you watched on TV that made you want to do this? Um, well, it wasn't until like recently, um, back in, uh, I believe it was like 2012, 2013 with AJ Lee and Caitlin. It was a constant thing where I was like, I have to watch Monday night raw. And at the time it was Friday night Smackdown. Like, I had to watch it because, like, AJ Lee has been, like, a big inspiration uh, inspiration in my life. And so has Caitlin. And um, from there, it was, like, either AJ Lee, Caitlin, Paige, Nikki Bella, Brie Bella. It's always been there, and I never knew it until I was introduced to AJ Lee and Caitlin. So watching any of their matches, whether they be uh, teaming or – um, feuding against each other, it was always AJ Lee and Kaylin. Yeah, AJ, AJ Lee and Kaylin were amazing wrestlers. Uh, it's it's sad about you know the downfall of AJ Lee's career, 
how it shadowed uh, CM Punk's career as well. But hey, we could see AJ Lee wrestle again, hopefully. One day. Hopefully. Um, so when did you start wrestling? Uh, and how, how did that come to be? Because I know when uh, you were uh, when you were talking to Dak, how you said that they didn't want you to wrestle because you were a girl, which honestly is bullshit because women can do anything men can do. Um, so t- tell me, tell me how that came to be. Well, um, in early 2015, uh, my brother and I were asked to, well, my brother more so than I were asked to, uh, come wrestle for a company that won't be named because, you know, like, I don't want any more backstage heat, but uh, he was asked to come wrestle, and I kind of felt left out, but I kind of understood because I would be the only female there. Um, I managed my brother through uh, that company until they closed their doors because they went professional. Um, And then when they closed the door, I was kind of just like, I don't want to stop. Like, sure, I was just managing my brother, but uh, uh, something inside of me from when I first got my uh, first physical contact during a match, which is during my brother's first ever match. um, And it was just something then that I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to wrestle. So um, my brother and I got together, um, just the two of us for the first time. And we were just like, you know, maybe we should start our own backyard wrestling company. So Dustin got some of his friends together and um, we discussed it and we formed GSBW. Um, And that was late 2015, early 2016. So um, from there, I I was only facing one person over and over again because I wasn't comfortable facing guys um, and the guys weren't uh, comfortable facing me. I mean, my brother's six foot three and I'm like five foot two. So, um, I mean, size doesn't matter, but when it comes to me being a female to my brother, it, it means something. So, um, (laughs) uh, my brother's former friends, um, they kind of helped. They kind of didn't. It was kind of more so myself, and I'm not trying to be cocky, but like GSBW has always been my baby. Um, I thought of it. I had help, but like the way I see it is um, from the beginning until the end, which was two days ago, um, I was the one putting forth most of the effort to make sure that we had a match, that we had an event, that we had something up on our channel. Um, And the past two years was hard to get people together. Um, But like, even if we didn't get people together, like I would always go live and stuff. But my, my general take on it was when I first started and just managing, it was kind of crap. Um, to have someone stand in my face and say, I can't wrestle because the guys are more superior than me and that I'm a female that, that kind of just took its toll on me. And like, I knew from then on, I was like, I'm going to prove these guys wrong. And I, I think I've done so. Oh yeah, you have, you've, you've made history in GSBW. Uh, I've, I've followed your career and you know, you're a great wrestler. 
Thank you. You you hone your craft really fairly well. And honestly, I cannot wait to see what the future holds for Nicole Little, Black Rose Club leader. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, let's see. Do you have like a favorite match of your career that you had in particular? Um, yeah, actually. Um it was September the I believe it was the twenty eighth of 2018 or it might have been before but I know it was in September we had our first uh ever um death clock match which is basically the elimination chamber type match but without the chamber um I wasn't supposed to be in the match um but then I was just like you know what like my brother allowed me uh the chance to go after the world title um in a triple threat match against himself, uh, William the Tiger Hansen, who's no longer in GSBW, and myself. Um, and from there, I was just like, you know what? Like, if all these guys who put forth the effort to be seen and wrestle can be in this match, I think that someone of my caliber should be able to place myself in the match. Um, of course, I didn't just, you know, go through with placing myself in the match. I talked to everybody before. But um, there was seven competitors, including myself, and I eliminated every one of them. Wow. Um, and I won my first ever world heavyweight championship. And that, to me, um, being a challenger was the greatest feeling. But to be a world champion, the first ever female world champion, um, that means a lot to me because I'm on the ranks with my brother, who's a nine-time world heavyweight champion. Um, And, like, I look back on the day that the guys told me I couldn't wrestle because I'm a female, and I just laugh because (laughs) it's on my record. I'm a one-time world heavyweight champion, like, and they can't take that away from me. No, not at all. You're in the record books. You're in history. That's amazing uh, how you prove them wrong. And I, I... I just think it's so stupid that, like, you know, I'm a guy, but still, I don't think that women can't wrestle. Women can. Honestly, they wrestle better than the men, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> you know, because they, they work hard. Because back then, it used to be two-minute matches or brawn panties matches or stupid gimmick matches. Yeah, and then. It and was then, just based off of sex. Like, it's... Yeah. And, um, it was very sexist back then. And, oh, yeah. Um, when I came up, I, I felt that way. I felt that they only seen me as a, a, a project, as um, someone to be seen. And I didn't want that. And I, no. I don't want that. Like, people still today think that... Um, I think that I think that I'm better than them because I backyard wrestle or they think that um I think I'm the shit because I'm a wrestler I I don't think that way um I just think that at the end of the day I take my boots off the same way as any other wrestler whether you're a backyard wrestler or a professional wrestler and um I want to be treated equally I shouldn't be walked over I shouldn't be looked at a certain way because I'm a female great choice of words um yeah, but like ever since the whole hashtag give divas a chance, uh, 
revolution happened it women's wrestling has changed gracefully around the whole wrestling world because now you got uh women of honor world champions and now we have the wwe women's tag team championships which i'm excited for i I cannot wait very excited for it listen i'm just gonna let you on a little secret if the riot squad aka Liv morgan and ruby riot do not win those titles i'm going to riot um, I'm a huge fan of Liv Morgan. Um, Liv Morgan is my birthday twin. Um, <laughs> we are literally the same person, just in two different bodies. And I believe that Liv Morgan is the future of the women's division. I mean, oof. I mean, she is great. I love her psychotic side. It's very it's... different from what she was in, in NXT. Yeah, it was. She was the precious little baby face in NXT. And now, like, she's, she reminds me a lot of a um, more of a um, dimmed down Harley Quinn. And I dig that. Yeah. I, I love and admire, like, anything that Liv Morgan has done. I, I just, she's my idol, let me be honest. (laughs) She's a great wrestler. She's a great talker too. Like she is. She's she never she never really got the opportunity in NXT to no. really showcase her skill. But since she moved up to the main roster, she's really proved everyone wrong. Yeah. Cuz when when I first saw Liv Morgan on NXT, I thought, "Oh, they're they're going to cut her within a month, two months. Yeah. They're they're not going to do anything with her." And then I see her on SmackDown and I'm like, oh, "Holy shit." I was proved wrong. Um, so you also make your own wrestling gear, which is amazing. Not not a lot of people have that skill or time to do so. What what made you wanna make your own gear? Um, well, first I was like, you know, I could buy some gear. I go to elucha.com. They don't have any female wrestling gear. So I was just like, you know what? Um I want to take certain people's attire, like Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, um, Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, and form it into my own gear. So I, I would go out, um, birthday money, uh, any type of money that I got, I would um, buy leggings, I would buy t-shirts, um, and then I would just go to town. I have um, like four Liv Morgan-inspired attires. Um, wow. I, wear, I wear my Liv Morgan attire more than I do um, anything else. Uh, when I first started, um, I was a huge mark for um, Sasha Banks. Um, I've kind of dimmed down on it a little bit. I <laughs> but um, I, I used to go by the boss. Um, I just thought it was appropriate because GSW is, you know, my company. So, um, of course, when I first started, my attires were based off of Sasha Banks. Um, then it started to transform into um, Sasha Banks and Nikki Bella. Um, but here recently, it's been either Paige, um, Tessa Blanchard. I love her. Um, <laughs> Great women's and, wrestler. Exactly. And, and Ruby Riot. Um by far, um, my favorite attire, other than my Liv Morgan attires, is my Ruby Riot attire. I will hold that uh, to my heart dearly um, because I have. I used to have a tag team 
with one of my best guy friends, Robbie Underwood, who is NGSBW. Um, and we were called RevX. Um, so I kind of just took what I knew that I wanted and kind of meshed it with Robbie's um, logo. And on the side, I have, um, like, now Ruby has one uh, side that's short and then, like, yeah. a leg. So on the, like, longer side, I have a spray-painted skull. And, like, it's dripping down glitter. And it says RevX. Um, oh. And alongside of that, I obviously have a matching T-shirt. Um, I, I always would make T-shirts for the guys. Because... Um, we're not fortunate enough here to be able to design our own t-shirts on like tpublic.com uh, or whatever right. and um, uh, like buy them ourselves. So, you know, I would take the time out of my day and uh, design t-shirts. My brother has like six or seven t-shirts that I designed for him and a few other superstars have some, but um, I mean, I don't just um, focus on, like, T-shirts and stuff. Like, it's the nitty things. Like, the um, I have a coat that I painted. Um, and, you know, like, Alexa Bliss's WrestleMania gear where she had, like, the the long, like, robe, like, thing? Yeah. I, I have one of those that I handmade. Wow. Um, and kick pads. I, I love making kick pads. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's really impressive. <laughs> Uh, wow. Cause, cause I knew you made your own gear. I, I never knew it went this far. That yeah. that's, that's amazing. I think my, my favorite part of any of my attire is I have a old pair of wrestling shoes that like I started wrestling in and they were getting worn down. So I was like, you know what, let's just spruce this up a little. And for, um, our end games, uh, event, which was our last event that we ever filmed, um, it was our Halloween event, and I was Harley Quinn. So I painted my shoes um, Harley Quinn, and I still have them. They're, they look great. I'll send you a picture. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just – I love anything artsy. So um, when it comes to building an entranceway with my dad, um, we did that. Um, wow. It just – it's the little things in within GSBW for the last – four dash five years that's made it worthwhile and even though it's over um I know that like I can still take what I've done and uh focus it more on the companies that I hope to be working for wow that again that's really impressive I'm proud for you know all the accomplishments you've had in GSBW and can't wait to see what holds for you in the future thank you um who are besides uh you know AJ Lee and Caitlin do you have any other uh influence women wrestlers influence like Trish Stratus, Lita, Victoria, definitely uh, um, Ivory you know the yeah. the legends um Trish Stratus I remember uh my brother for uh, like one year for Christmas. It was the first ever action figure I got. It was Trish Stratus. Um, till this day, it's in my room. It'll never leave my room until I move. Um, Trish Stratus has um, been one of my biggest inspirations since I could remember. Alongside Lita, um, everyone's like, "Oh, I want to be like Lita. I I want to be like Trish. 
Um, <laughs> I want to have a long-lived career, but when I know it's time, you know, I'll retire and I'll be happy, and that's the end for Nicole. Um, but outside of wrestling, she's a great person. So, I mean, everyone that I've mentioned outside of uh, WWE or outside of any wrestling, um, from what I've noticed, is wonderful. It's not just their on-screen character. It's um, how they work outside. And I aspire to be that person who is great on screen, but even better off screen. Awesome. Uh, let's see. I've already done one interview today, so like it's <laughs> it's it's been a it's been a crazy day. After right after I interviewed Dak, I laid down, listened to your podcast with Dak, I fell right asleep, and I thought I I was afraid I was going to miss our our deadline time. So thank thank God I woke up on time because <laughs> I was like four o'clock. Okay, I got to be up then. Um. Do you have what what are some of your dream matches for for you in backyard or even if you go pro even um I mean it's always been an honor like and this isn't just me um like tooting my own horn or the little <laughs> legacy but uh it's always been an honor to step in the ring with my brother um I've said it before on camera and I'll say it over a podcast um, my brother brings out the best in me. Um, we, our last match we had together, it lasted an hour and a half. Wow. Um, <laughs> we, insane. When we step in the ring together, uh, when I say the ring, we have obviously like, um, a, a square, uh, little place that we wrestle in. So that's our ring. Um, when we step in there together, we, um, we don't just stop when we think we're ready to stop. We we push through, and we make sure that our match that we're having is better than the last. Um, my brother and I are both tied um, when facing each other. It's like uh, five and five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's not – it was never booked that way. Like, when Dustin and I go out, um, we never book our matches beforehand. We go out there, and when I'm like, I'm tired, I can't do it anymore, um, he's like, okay, you know, I'll finish off. Um, that That's how Dustin and I, uh, like, do our stuff. It's it's never um, it's never a dull moment when stepping in the backyard with Dustin, that's for sure. Um, but my dream matches, <laughs> I have a lot, obviously, because I have a lot of options now um, that I didn't have in um, my company. Uh, I want to face Matt Thunder. <laughs> definitely funny funny you mentioned matt thunder he literally just texted me on twitter saying <laughs> i would make a great addition to mebw so uh, I, I, um, my character obviously um if i was in character i would be like <laughs> no forget matt thunder but uh, <laughs> as a fan uh, i am a fan of matt thunder um i think that everything he has done in mebw um has made MEBW um, the place to be. Um, without a doubt in my mind, Matt Thunder can bring the best out of anybody. And, uh, like, the amount of talent that kid has is insane. Um, I watched some of his earlier matches. I was like, that's that's not Matt Thunder. That's 
that's not even. And <laughs> from then until now, how much he's improved, just really impressive. Um, I- I'm going to go by company. I feel like that would be the, the best <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. Um, go go right ahead. So from MEW, obviously, Matt Thunder. Um, you know, I would say let's let's see uh, girlfriend versus boyfriend, Tyler Adams versus uh, Nicole Little. But uh, <laughs> I mean, that would be a good contest because, I mean, you both are great in the ring. You both have good skill, <laughs> especially Tyler Adams. You know, he's he he he, he honestly doesn't get all the credit he really deserves. And he <laughs> honestly deserves it all. He um he's just overall great and I'm not saying that cuz I'm his girlfriend. Um beforehand I was <laughs> head over heels for the guy. I was like, "Yes, sign me up." <laughs> the whole reason I want to go to MEBW. But um uh, <laughs> um one person in particular other than Matt Thunder that like I can see myself facing and I, I feel like if this match were to happen, it would probably be the greatest match of my career. Um, myself versus Chris Storm. Um, Another good one. He's, he's got the V trigger. I got the ripcord elbow. You know, I feel like it'd just be a... Uh, I feel like it would just be kind of an even contest. I mean, he can do multiple V triggers all he wants, but <laughs> one ripcord elbow for me and he's out. You know, night, I'm... night, Chris Storm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I, I adore everything that he's done also. Um, I watched him uh, when he was in HWW and until now. And just everybody in MEVW has impressed me from how far they've came. And I, I don't know what I would do if I never met them. I don't know what I would be doing right now. Because um, all of the guys at MEBW has uh, made me feel welcome, uh, re-welcomed into the wrestling community. Because if you would have asked me if I would still uh, consider wrestling um, like two weeks ago, I would have said no. Um, because of everything that's happened. Um, everything that's been thrown my way. Um, all the accusations and everything. I I would have said definitely no. Two weeks ago, I was, you know, every day having a mental breakdown because something was going wrong in GSW. But now that it's over, now that I know that I have a new home, um, you know, I feel like I can finally show the world who I really am and not have to put on a show for um, people who don't deserve my time. Um, I obviously have always since i've been introduced to him been a fan of dak ryan um love him love him (laughs) i would take a bullet for him i i feel you um i haven't known the kid that long but um dak has been there for me Uh, i could message him and ask him for advice and he would he's that he's just that type of guy yeah i feel like we can relate on that, but we can also relate on thinking that we are the best of the best when it comes to our company. Um, he's got things that he can do that I can't do, but I have things that I can do that he can't do. And I feel like that's going to make for a great match. Um, we've talked about it. We've joked around. Yeah, we're going to have a match and I want that to happen. Um, whether it be, 
three months from now or the end of 2019, I want it to happen. Um, Kent Havoc. Uh, I admire Kent Havoc with all of my heart. Uh, when I first watched him um, from the Crossfire event, I was like, Johnny Gargano? Is that you? <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so to watch Kent Havoc um, wrestle at Crossfire, I was just blown away because he reminds me a lot of my brother in a sense to his wrestling style. So obviously I think that Kent Havoc and I would put on a great show. Um, I don't necessarily want to face this next person. I would love to team up with Tyler Green. Yeah, Tyler, love him too. Love, I love all those guys. I would honestly take a bullet for all of those guys you've mentioned. They've I've known Dak and and Tyler for almost three years, so and they're great. So especially Tyler, even though he can kind of be a prick. <laughs> <laughs> who can't though like let's just be honest um, right yeah exactly <laughs> Ev- everyone can be a prick sometimes that's how the world runs um you you had a podcast with one of my former wrestlers and uh one of my former best friends logan price um, yep yep <laughs> it's it's funny it's it's such a small world um because he had uh, left GSW and started his own company, which I was all for. I was proud of him uh, for, you know, taking that big step. Um, it's hard. Um, it is. Out. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. There's rough uh, pasts with a lot of people who's left GSW uh, here recently, definitely. Um, but I, I may come off strong on social media through rants or um, whatever, but at the end of the day, like, we were once friends. I don't want to be enemies. I just want them to know that, like, you can't do me dirty and, you know, not expect me not to do anything about it. But um, Logan brought the best out of me in promo skills. Um, Before Logan came to uh, GSBW, I was not a talker. Um, I never made a promo. I never went live and just something that Logan has about him makes me want to speak my mind. Um, and it's always been that way. So, uh, for him to, uh, to be able to do that, uh, there's always going to be a, a, a soft spot in my heart for, um, his character even though he's had four or five different characters. (laughs) (laughs) And part of that was the whole um, differences that we we had in the past. Um, But I'm so proud of uh, him and his company and everybody that's in his company. I can't wait to tune in and watch all of his product. Um, I know that he's going to take what he learned and uh, apply it to to his uh to his company and i can't wait definitely i know how hard it is to own a company i owned one for about seven years and i was like you know what i really don't want to be an owner i'll just strictly wrestle so i basically gave away my company 
and then the rest is history and it became TCPW and I took my ball and left due to personal issues that I will talk about on your podcast when you have me as a guest. Right. Um, but yeah, Logan messaged me out of nowhere on Twitter. He's like, hey, love, love the podcast you did with Tyler. Is there any possible chance I can be on that podcast? I'm like, sure, go ahead. You know, and I told him, download the Anchor app. And I'm like, I'll call you and we'll do the podcast. And boom. Like, <laughs> I've, been getting, I've been getting so many podcast requests on Twitter. It's, it's, it's insane. Right. Like, um, I was, like, I was talking with Jack about it. And I'm like, we feel like pros. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like with um, GSBW being uh, pretty much over because um, it, if we didn't, if I didn't end it uh, two days ago, it would have only been myself, um, Deanna Brooks, AJ, Chance, Robbie, and Matt Oliver. And there's no way that like I can book um, several different matches throughout the next year with just six people um here in virginia wrestling is not a high topic people don't understand why backyard wrestling exists so (laughs) neither here in michigan like it's it's crazy it's just like it's a worldwide thing but yeah um it's been this way in virginia for um, a really long time, uh, the lack of dedication that we had in GSBW kind of just made my heart sink. I was, it was, it was awful um, because I would go to school and I wouldn't be focused on my schoolwork. I would be focused on writing scripts, um, coming up with matches, and just anything GSBW. Um, when I say I bleed GSBW, I did. Um, there wasn't a day that passed by that I wouldn't be doing something, uh, whether it be um, designing a title or um, making matches. It's just the little things that I did, and then it just all got turned around. And when I ended it, I was I was heartbroken because um, I was looking forward to winning my second world title, being inducted into the Hall of Fame, the you know the little things. And now I'm going to have to wait until. Uh, the end of 2019 or 2020 to begin a new chapter in my wrestling career but with podcasting um, I, I never really thought that talking on a podcast or you know going live was my thing until um, I listened to Dak's podcast and I was like you know what I'm just gonna give it a go and I think that I can see myself doing this um, until I start wrestling again because I still have contact with the people who are in the wrestling community. Sorry, my mom just walked in. Gave it's me okay. My... Hi, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was literally giving her the, the signal like, get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> But, um, uh, yeah, you know, I, I was, I owned Hardcore Wrestling Federation for about seven years. I was living in Iowa at the time and, you know, it, it was hard to book shows because one of our top guys was moving back to Missouri. So it sucked. So we had to do one final show. So we had to, Right. and then it, it folded and then it became TCPW and all that, which I'll get to in your podcast. Um, let's see. Uh, have you met any 
uh, pro wrestlers at all? Um, I I have. Uh, I've met a lot of like small indie circuit wrestlers who have really impacted my career. Um, I've met a few WWE superstars. Um, I'll start with the indie. I met this girl, um, this woman wrestler, um, in October of 2017. Her name is Danny Ferreira. Uh, and she was the nicest woman I've ever met who's a professional wrestler. Um, she, um, I was so nervous because, like, I'm not a people person. Uh, right. You can ask anybody. Uh, Tyler Adams knows that for a fact. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a people person. Um, so meeting her was the first big step in, like, actually venturing out and meeting um, professional wrestlers. Then I met... Um, one of my fellow Black Rose members, um, society members, and Sim Crawley, he's the Black Rose Prince. He's a mm. professional wrestler who used to wrestle for a company um, called AIWF Mid-Atlantic. Ooh, and nice. um, from, from there, when I met him, that's when I decided I should go back to my first gimmick and be the Black Rose. So he kind of inspired me to go back to um, – to the Black Rose, and I appreciate that. Um, I met Nikki Bella. Um, I bet that was really nice. It was it was crazy how it happened. We were at a, a show, and she was um, supposed to be in a match, but ended up not being in it, and I was walking past, and I just so happened to look over, and she was there standing, and I go, oh, my God, you're Nikki Bella, and she was like, hi. She was the ni- She's the nicest person um, from WWE that I've had the pleasure in meeting. Um, and like, I met Charlotte Flair. She's Ooh, nice. I love Charlotte. Uh, I I used to not like her. When I, she was a heel, when she like when she first started out being a heel, I was like, mm, I don't yeah. know if I like you. <laughs> and I love heels, but it, it yeah. just didn't work with her. It never clicked yeah. until later. Definitely. Um, and in that same night that um I met Charlotte, I met Paige. Um, and this was the Paige and Charlotte, like meeting them wasn't like, um, you know, directly face to face. Um, they were out in the parking lot and like oh. we had walked down and we were just like, hey, and they were just like, hi. And they were just so nice. Oh. Um, I was too nervous to go back down there and like actually formally introduce myself. But to me, that counts for something. Cause, yeah, it counts. I mean, we got we got in trouble uh, for it afterwards because we weren't allowed to be back behind the stadium. Oh, but, OK. Uh, you know what? We're rebels. We're rebels out here in Virginia. So we had to do, <laughs> we had to do what we had to do. Um, right. But meeting Paige and Charlotte that way in shape and form was during my first ever WWE event. And it it was the greatest experience. Um, But my all-time favorite, um, just any event in, like, the history of me going out and watching, um, I went to an NXT taping. And, oh, my God, Drew McIntyre is actually a literal giant i'm scared of tall people like tall people scare the living crap out of me um jack delta from mebw scares the crap out of me because he's so tall um so seeing drew mcintyre in in person i was like oh my god and um i'm a huge fan of the undisputed era yes so did you see my story 
yes, about the good. undisputed era. I, I agree, <laughs> one thousand um, percent. Exactly, got to keep it undisputed. The whole <laughs> arena for that show was crazy because it was just like Adam Cole, baby, and I was just like, I love you. Adam Cole. I I love Adam Cole, and um, like that night, I had posted pictures of um, uh, I think her name is her. Okay, she was a former NXT uh, women's wrestler, uh, Sage Beckett. That's her name. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I, posted I remember pictures her. of her match with Lacey Evans, and I will never forget that entire event like I was so nervous I was like what's gonna happen are they gonna see it and as soon as I posted it they seen it liked it commented um I've been noticed by Johnny Gargano and if you want to know anything about me and Johnny Gargano Candice LeRae are my parents like they are the epitome of perfection um I just love them so um Nonetheless, my experiences with uh, meeting people um, who are professional wrestlers and going to events have been pretty successful so far. Um, I missed out on going to the SmackDown Live event um, in Johnson City this past weekend. But um, from what I've heard, it was such a a good show. And, um, you know, I can't wait to actually go back again. Yeah, uh, my mom pulled me and my brothers out of school to meet Rob Van Dam <laughs> back in 2007. It was great. This slipped my mind, and when you said that, I was like, you know what? Um, we were at a big-time wrestling show, and I met Jeff Hardy and Kevin Nash. And during, like, Kevin Nash's entrance, my brother and I got a two-sweet from Kevin Nash, and I was oh, like, nice. I felt that. I still feel that, so... <laughs> Oh, I love Kevin Nash. But, yeah, you know, meeting meeting wrestlers. I've only met three wrestlers in my life. Well, like, big, big-time guys. Uh, Van Damme, Hillbilly Jim, great. He, he was a dick. And uh, Austin Aries from right. TNA. Austin Aries was, oh, my God, so nice to me. It was great. Um. So your dream matches, obviously, we're we're definitely going to see Nicole Little versus Stack. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Definitely, and I, I see in the near future, um, me versus Kent Havoc. Yeah, um, definitely. That's it's going to be a great one too. Um, I believe he's my next guest on my podcast. So you know, we might get a, you know, little promo battle or something, but. Uh... <laughs> Nicole Little always comes out on top when it comes to promos. So, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, when, when you first started wrestling, were you ever getting made fun of and bullied because you were, like, basically the only girl in the company? Um, or, you know, because you've overcame all your obstacles, and I applaud that so well. Thank you. It's, it's, it's not easy being in this business definitely not especially when you have mental issues and depression it it takes a huge toll on your body um did you ever feel like you just wanted to quit and give up and just be like you know just do something else um yeah so um I was bullied about like being the only female but that wasn't the like um biggest thing I was bullied about um I own up to my last name, 
last name being Little. That's my real <laughs> last name. So um, I was bullied about my height and like my um, my build because I I'm not short and skinny. I'm not like I'm not short and fat, but I'm I'm a good medium. So um, for for me to go out and do what I do, like I would have comments um being like you shouldn't be wrestling have you seen yourself um and I on a daily basis and even now I when I like put um you know like the question thing up on uh the Instagram story Mm -hmm. um people will be like um you know you shouldn't be wrestling because you're not the right build you're not even like you're not supposed to be wrestling basically um and a, a lot here lately um from June till now, um, people have been saying like, um, you know, you're not pretty enough to wrestle, and that that has nothing to do with wrestling. Looks um, looks don't have anything exactly. to do with wrestling. It's skill, uh, and you have the skill. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I mean, I know I'm not the prettiest. I know I'm not the quickest or like the most talented, but um again I lace up my shoes the same way anybody else does and um at the end of the day like I I feel like I've done everything there is to do um to prove myself worthy of being called a wrestler um uh, none of that has ever made me want to quit um there was a point last year where um I've always been a face um, I've never been a heel until this year. Um, so for going on five years, I was a face and typically faces get cheered. Um, I would come out to a dead crowd. Wow. Um, nobody would say anything. The commentators would call me a guy. And to me, that was very disrespectful. I, um, that is very disrespectful. Fuck my, you to all the people that disrespect <laughs> Nicole Little. Fuck you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. But um, I would be facing people who were heels or um, other faces at the time, and they would get a standing ovation. Um, uh, and to me, that just kind of, it didn't disappoint me. It just kind of made me feel like I wasn't. Um, I wasn't doing something right, that I wasn't enough. So I looked at my brother right before an event, and I was like, I'm not changing. I'm not putting on my attire. I'm not wrestling. And he was like, yes, you are. I was like, no, I'm not. I work my ass off for the people who are here, who's been here since day one, to not give me the proper um, ovation that I deserve. I'm not asking um, for anyone to stand up and, you know, cheer for me. But I I expect um, the amount of respect I give to you. If uh, you're a heel and I boo you, I expect you to cheer for me when I come out. If you're a face and I cheer for you, I expect the same thing. Um, I I never got that. so, you know, it's pretty bad when your brother sits everyone down. I was just like, this girl 
is the reason why we're still here. So if you don't cheer for her, there's something wrong for you, uh, wrong with you. So you know what? There's something bad going on with a company and the people in the company when um, someone like Dustin, who is a very kind guy, has to yell at the people to make me feel welcomed or GSW is no more. And that's happened multiple times and it's yeah. happened um, multiple different occasions. Um with what has happened here recently with the, the departure of people we thought um, were our friends, mm-hmm. um, which again, I'm the same way with Logan. Sure. I have harsh words and I have bitter feelings towards them, but like, good luck with your company. I hope that they don't do you dirty. Like they did me dirty right. um, with what's happened. Um, I would go to Tommy Gunn who is basically he's like the grandfather of backyard wrestling so i would go to him i would go to tyler adams um i would go to jack delta about what would happen and i'd be like gsw's over there's nothing i can do and that to me after having people who are my friends just up and leave say that they were not backyard wrestling anymore that they wanted time off and then start their own company and then like take my competitors away from my company it kind of just made me feel like I'm the reason that they did that but I feel like it wasn't it wasn't just me sure I could be harsh but like what's gone on in GSW for so long was um, we wanted a wrestling ring and Mm -hmm. obviously they're not cheap so we would ask people if they wanted one and they said yeah so we would ask people um, from a certain time until um, March or April of this year to um, give a little bit of money here and there when they can. Nobody would give money. So we scratched that off the list because wow. I'm not, I'm, we're not going to fork it out. Right. And the way I see it if, is if you want something in a company or if you want something in general, you have to work for it. You have to be willing to give your all for it. And if you don't like that and you don't like me saying I expect you to show up to a show, um, then you don't deserve a title. You don't deserve um, to win your matches. And for so long, I was afraid of hurting people's feelings that I would let people who didn't show up on a daily basis win their matches, but people who were here, they would lose. And that to me was wrong. So this past year, leading into this year I switched up I was like no more I expect you to be here and that was such a big problem to some of the superstars we would have meetings and I say I expect you to be here so I don't have to repeat myself over and over and over again and again it was a big problem and you would know uh well better than anybody that being here being in a company is the pivotal part of actually being present like you can't not be here and expect the best case scenario exactly Um, you can't expect me to be like oh sure you weren't here for the meeting you weren't here for the past event that you said that you were going to be here at and then you can't expect me to give you a title you can't expect me to book you to win a match and everyone thought that and I guess that was such a big problem that they were like, nope, we're done. Um, Another thing that I noticed um, when I won the world title the first time, uh, my first ever time, um, I noticed people 
snickering about it. And it was people, like, changing right then and there. I knew, like, I, I've seen it before in the, the company that I was in before. Um, they didn't like it. They didn't like that I held the world title. They didn't like it that I, I wanted and I deserved a longer title run than I had. I held the world title for a month and handed it to William the Tiger Hanson, who, yes, deserved it, but, you know, he, was, he didn't make promos, and I was the one to be seen. And in, my, in our last ever taping, that wasn't really a taping, um, I had a three-minute match where I defended the world title for Will against uh, Josh Rude. And, like, from there, um, also, I noticed people being, like, stepping away, uh, we're tired of you booking yourself this way. I never booked myself. That's the thing. Um, we would go out, we would discuss who we thought would win, and we would just go with the flow. Um, and from from that pivotal moment when somebody would snicker when I won the world title or when I seen it that they weren't showing up, I knew that, that GSW was no more. And I also knew that... Um, there was a part of me that would always be for GSW, but not for the people who were, were here. Um, and like to the people like Deona Brooks, AKA Nakisha, who, um, when I told her that GSW was over, she cried. She's a 13 year old girl who wanted to wrestle, who wanted to be a part of GSW. And then everything just happened. It's not so much what the people did to me that broke my heart and made me not want to wrestle. It's just the fact that the people that we wrestled for, for so long, um, just left. And we have these 10, 11, 12, 13 year old people who want to wrestle and they just left them. That kind of just disappointed me to the point where I was like, I don't want to wrestle. Um, and I, I've been dead set on saying no to wrestling, but uh, I, I catch myself saying, hey, I, I do want to wrestle Dak. I do want to wrestle Kent. I do want to wrestle uh, Matt Thunder. But um, if there was ever a chance for me to rewind time and say, um, you know, welcome to GSBW one last time, I wouldn't do it. Um and I know that kind of sounds bad on my behalf because it's my company, but um, how I was treated the past few days, how, is it, how I was treated the past few months, um, and how the kids were treated, um, it kind of just makes me say, I'm glad GSBW is over. Um, I cried about it. Uh, I'm, I'm a wimp when it comes to... Uh, <laughs> to, to um, wrestling in general um, yeah. especially when it's my company but um, I wouldn't rewind time um, and I wouldn't do GSBW again I wouldn't open the doors if they came crawling back um, I would say no you made your bed you decided to start your own company congratulations I'm proud of you for doing that and stepping away when you had the chance but um, I'm, I'm, I washed my hands with the people who uh turn their back, not on me, but turn their back on uh, people like Nakisha and people like Nevea who um, are two aspiring female wrestlers and they don't have a wrestling company to be in. So That's really sad because, you know, they, they just want to wrestle. Yeah. So it, it, 
that that's like a major huge slap in the face yeah to the business i mean maybe i expected too much from my competitors maybe i pushed too hard but um i i was tired of putting in all the work i was tired of taking the role as the general manager when i wasn't the general manager when we had an appointed gm um i was tired of thinking we were going to have an event one day but someone says hey I'm showing up but they don't show up and I don't get a message from them until um four hours later when they were supposed to show up like one o'clock and I get a message at five o'clock saying hey I can't make it I overslept or hey I can't make it because I'm busy um just the little things kind of pushed me to the breaking point where I'm not going to sit back anymore and uh and and let them talk um, and let them do not me, but um, GSBW and the the kids that way. They they can talk about me, they can post about me, they can say whatever. But like, you know, at, at the end of the day, I wish them the best, but uh, their best wasn't here. So, wow, that's really sad and inspirational, you know. I- I can't wait again. I cannot wait to see what the future holds for you in your wrestling career because I've I've seen a few of your matches and I gotta say you kick ass. You seriously fucking kick ass. Thank you. Um, it means a lot coming from from you, especially. Um, wrestling for me has always been um, my key thing. Um, it, wrestling to me is my coping mechanism for losing my nephew, and. Oh. Um, yeah. that's my biggest thing um I don't I don't care how dirty you do me I don't care what you have to say uh, about me behind my back or whatever um but when it comes to wrestling comes to the people that I love if you're gonna if you're gonna do something dirty then don't expect me to like sit around don't expect me not to say anything and if you get mad about it you get mad about it um This is the new Nicole. The old Nicole wouldn't have said anything. The old Nicole would have let you walk right over and um, let my brother take care of it. But uh, I'm tired of being that girl. I'm I'm tired of just sitting around letting um, people who I thought were my friends, people who I thought were um, family to me, just use me for for their 15 seconds of fame. and maybe I'm a hypocrite for for saying that because people say that I talk behind people's back. Um, I, I think everybody in this world has talked behind someone's back. Um, I'm not the only one. Sure, uh, I am one of the world's worst at running my mouth. But uh, <laughs> as long as I have a voice, I'm going to voice my opinion, whether it be in your face or behind your back. And I hope to God it gets around to you. But, um, like, I don't say anything that's out of my way unless I'm saying it to your face. And, um, I mean, you know, the truth hurts. And sometimes people can't take it and uh, they want to be a crybaby behind a keyboard. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't recall myself ever doing someone dirty um, without justifying why I did so. And... Um, you know, you can, a person can only take so much. Oh yeah, so. yeah. Everyone's sensitive in their own way. Yeah, everyone has their breaking point, and it's. Um, what do you what do you think of now backyard wrestling as a norm 
now than it was in the late 90s and early 2000s because back back then it seemed to more be more hardcore base ultra violent bullshit but now it it seems like it's turning into the new independence um and i love that (laughs) so wrestling now versus then obviously has changed um um, backyard wrestling then was all hardcore stuff. Uh, you know, um, I look to, I look to people who were hardcore. Um, one of my favorite backyard wrestlers who was hardcore, uh, Wicked J from oh ESW. God, Wicked J, rest in peace. Um, yeah, I cried when I found out he Definitely. passed. Definitely, um, I wasn't introduced to him until um, uh, the previous company that I was in, but um. I went back and watched every one of his matches. And you take that, and then from that till now, um, every one of Wicked Jay's matches, whether they be hardcore or not, was great. But you take the matches that you have with uh, Chris Storm and uh, Matt Thunder or um, Kent Havoc and Dak Ryan, that's wrestling. That's what I grew up with. That's um, that's not who can hit harder with a light tube. Oh that's um, the Saint CZW, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's um, that's actual wrestling, um, physical, and it's as physical as it gets without using weapons. And I appreciate that. Yeah. See, when when I wrestle, I, I tend to not use weapons all the time. I'm more of a technical base. See, I I idolize myself in between Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. I take their elements and I make them my own because those are the two I grew up watching the most. So, like, I I just take what they do and kind of incorporate it and make it my own. And I love doing that. If I have to use weapons, I'll use weapons, but I particularly don't like using weapons because I'd rather use technical based and showing my skills. Right. Not necessarily how badass I can be. Yeah. Um, I, I like doing regular one-on-one matches where like everything, all the stipulations are on, you know, um, but there will be times, and if you ever get Logan Price back on uh, your podcast, ask him how his back feels, <laughs> because numerous matches with him were um, 30-minute Ironman matches, um, no holds barred, anything goes, you name it. I had it with the kid, um, and I mean, I've taken chair shots from my brother, um, and I, I tell him, I'm like, every time right before, you know, his entrance or my entrance, I'm like, you know, don't be afraid to hit me. I can take it. Every time I stepped in um, a match like that with Logan, it was always me hitting him as hard as I can with a steel chair. Oh, um, we ha- we still have either. a chair dedicated to him, <laughs> signed by every wrestler. Um, and it was like, here lies Logan's chair, inducted into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Um, you know, may it rest in peace. It's been out of shape and everything. Um, and I don't know. It's just, I prefer not using weapons, but when I do use weapons, uh, you best believe that you're, 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 um, you're not in good shape. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I don't know if you've seen 
any of my my two matches that are on YouTube, or there was a third one on there that I did before I joined TCPW. Uh, I did a Van Daminator off a ladder with a step ladder, using a step ladder as the chair, and Van Dam himself has never done that. Like That's crazy, yeah. It was like. I invented the new version of a Van Daminator, and it was great. It worked. Um, but yeah, see, I, I'd rather use my technical base. Like, my finishers are the cross face and the frog splash. So, I mean, you know, and right. both of my wins have been by submission. Right. Um, yeah. I am a very... Um... How do I put this? I mean, I like being uh, technical about it, but when it comes down to it, um, my finishers and signatures, my two signatures I have um, being the ripcord elbow. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have this combo um, in the corner where um, I, I sort of do like the, like UFC type punches to a gut. Um, I'm a huge oh, fan nice. of Sonya Deville, so um, Ooh, she's great. She's and I take wrestler. that, and then I I sort of do like the CM Punk knee to the face into a bulldog. Ooh, um, love that move. I also for my finishers, I I don't just have two. It all just depends on who I'm facing. If I'm facing someone I can pick up, I use the Rack Attack 2.0. Nice. Um, and then the Twist of Fate. Or if I want to be, you know, if I want to be a submissionist, I do um, the yes lock or the cross face. But um, when I faced my brother for an hour and a half, um, I did every submission I possibly could. Um, I love submissions. I think they're uh, so unique. And like coming up with your own um, is probably the best feeling because people are like, what is that? And it's just like, yeah, it hurts. Um, So I don't know. Just anything that has to do with submission and, like, just um, being technical about anything is my sort of style. Other than um, when I face someone who's smaller than me and then I'm a powerhouse. Um, I don't know. It's I just, it's just a good feeling getting out there. Yeah. And uh, just if you clash with someone, um, whether it be, you know, you have the same um, style of wrestling or – uh, completely different it's just it's overwhelming but in a good way um, I completely agree I, I love showcasing my skills other than using weapons it, it because it, it puts me indifferent with everyone else yes anyone can use a weapon but not everyone can be the same like style right because everyone has their own unique style. And I I just love to be a technical wrestler. I'm I think I'm great at it. I mean, I've been at it for over 10 years. It's taken a huge toll on my body, so I mean, <laughs> definitely. Oh. Yeah. Uh so do you have any questions for me while we're well, I mean, since you're going to be on my podcast, you know, I, I think it's best to keep my questions so I don't run out of them. I have plenty of questions for you. <laughs> Great. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, is there anything that you want to tell the fans? Because I know that you're a backyard free agent along with me. I've been offered by TVW and MEBW. 
don't know which company I'm going to go with. It's tough. I really want to wrestle for TBW. Um, but uh, is there anything that you want to tell the fans about your free agency? Any any plans? Um, I mean, don't expect that just because GSBW is over that the Black Rose isn't going to be seen. Um, I'm... I plan on traveling a lot. Uh, I've been offered a lot of um, spots in different companies that I've never even heard of, and I really appreciate it. Um, Be looking for the Black Rose to be making an appearance at a TBW show coming soon. Um, Not only that, but um, obviously... Some of you may or may not know, but again, I found my new home in Backyard Wrestling, and uh, I can't really announce where it is. Um, you, you all probably know, but, know. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm really excited for this, this new adventure. Um, also, I just want to take the time to say thank you to uh, you, Aaron, um, and also everyone who's been supporting me from day one. Um, this, this road has been very rocky, but, um, I wouldn't have turned around at all. Um, it's been such a great journey and I mean, like I'm not done yet just because again, GSVW is over. Um, and for those who are aspiring wrestlers, don't let anyone, uh, tell you that you can't be a wrestler because of how you'll look or um, anything like that. You're capable of doing anything you set your mind to. Um, if if you can set your mind to it, don't think for a second that someone's going to be able to stop you. They may have their opinions. They may treat you like crap. But when you get to where you belong, they're going to realize that they were wrong. And that's one of the greatest feelings in the world to have proved people wrong. Um just keep your head up, work hard, and you'll succeed. Who knows? I may see you in TBW, MABW, or wherever. I may see you in a professional wrestling ring sometime soon. Hopefully. But um, just don't give up just because someone says you, you can't do something. That's the easy way out. You You strive to be the best you, and someone or a group of people are going to see that you're as dedicated as they are and they're going to offer you their hand and help so yeah that's that's pretty much motivational call right there (laughs) Um, yeah wrestling itself you know just because of your gender you know your build doesn't mean you can do it if you feel like you can do it in your heart do it don't let anyone tell you you can do it Look at guys like Rey Mysterio, Billy Kidman, all the cruiserweights. You know, you, you never thought they could do it just because of their size. And look at them now. They're the best wrestlers in the world. They're better than the six-foot-tall Vince boys. <laughs> I admire cruiserweight wrestling, so. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Nicole, thank you so much for agreeing to be on this podcast. I was so happy when you agreed to do it. Um, hopefully, I will get Kent Havoc on this one too. Uh, Tyler Adams too. I'll I'll hit him up and see work something with him. 
Um, uh, yeah, follow Nicole Little on Instagram, the Nicole Little. Uh, do you have a YouTube channel as well? Um, yeah, but I haven't posted anything, so you probably won't be able to find me. But you can go to the MABW comments on uh, Tyler Adams and Jack Delta's recent match, and you can find me and subscribe to me there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, we'll do that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, follow follow her on Twitter as well. Black Black Rose Club leader. Uh, where can I get a Black Rose Club shirt? <laughs> um, those are coming very soon. Uh, awesome. To tpublic.com. Awesome! Cannot wait. I will definitely get one and support it. Thank you, and thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, anytime. Anytime you want to be on the podcast, just hit me up. I'm always open. Definitely will. We're gonna have to get you, myself, and Tyler Adams together. All yes. At the same time. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, this was Life in the Backyard Wrestling Podcast, episode number four, with the Queen of Backyard Wrestling herself, the Becky of Backyard Wrestling, the baddest chick in all the yards, Nicole Little. Thank you so much. Have a great day.